Here I am, the electric car superstar, talking to you wherever you are. Produced by Christopher Fletcher, audio from FLX Beats, and this article comes to you from NBCNews.com, read by Scott Johnson. But before we get into the reading here, hit that at futuristic Elroy B. Christopher Fletcher, our great producer. The beat you hear behind my voice right now is part of a contest that we're doing here. We have one sole entrant. You've heard the song. If you've heard one of our older episodes, we featured it in a couple of our older episodes. But this is what we're looking for. You guys go to Patreon, follow the steps in Patreon, and you will get the beat at Futuristic Elroy, plus our featured beat of the week, Welcome to Machine. It is a remake of a Pink Floyd song into a dubstep rap style beat. And that's what you get. You put your sound behind that beat, that at Futuristic Elroy beat, not the Welcome to Machine. I mean, if you feel if you feel jumpy and you want to do one to Welcome to Machine, that, that's fine, but that's not part of the contest. Send it to us, and we are going to take the top five, and we will make an album and throw it on iTunes. And that's our contest. Now on to the article read by Scott Johnson. Hi there. This is uh, Scott Johnson sending you uh, an audio clip for an article that I will read here for you. I hope this format works. Um, And I would uh, potentially like to do a few more of these with you in the future. I really enjoy doing this kind of a thing. So thank you for the opportunity. I will start the article now. The electric car revolution may come sooner than we thought. All around the world, electric cars are edging out gasoline-powered vehicles. This article is posted on NBC News, is dated July the 7th, 2017. The internal combustion engine had a good run. It has helped propel cars, and thus humanity, forward for more than 100 years. But a sea change is afoot that is forecast to kick gas-powered vehicles to the curb, replacing them with cars that run on batteries. A flurry of news this week underscores just how rapidly that change could happen. A quick recap. On Monday, Tesla announced that the Model 3, its mass-market electric car, would start rolling off production lines this week, with the first handful delivered to customers later this month. Then on Wednesday, Volvo announced that every car it produces will have a battery in it by 2019, putting it at the forefront of major car manufacturers. Then came France's announcement on Thursday that it would ban the sale of gas-powered cars by 2040. All this news dropped just in time for Bloomberg New Energy Finance's latest electric car report, which lays out why electric cars are the way of the future and when they're projected to take over the market. The author said although electric vehicles are currently a tiny fraction of the car market, that market could reach an inflection point sometime between 2025 and 2030. After that, electric car sales are slated to increase rapidly. Driven by the falling cost of batteries and the growing number of automakers producing a wider variety of electric cars, Bloomberg NEF expects 
that electric cars will account for 54% of all car sales globally by 2040. That's a huge uptick from its form forecast last year of electric vehicles accounting for 35% of all sales. The shift to electric vehicles will disrupt the fossil fuel industry. The 530 million total electric cars forecast to be on the road by 2040 will require 8 million fewer barrels of oil a day to run. One of the big pitches for electric cars is their positive benefit for the climate because they reduce the use of oil. But they will require a lot more power from the electric grid. Energy use from electric vehicles is expected to rise 300 times above current demand, putting more strain on power generation. How that energy is produced will go a long way toward determining how climate-friendly electric cars actually are. A recent Climate Central analysis looked at all 50 states and found that the energy mix was clean enough in 37 of them to ensure electric cars are more climate-friendly than their most fuel-efficient combustion engine counterparts. That's a sharp uptick from a 2013 analysis, which found that there were just 13 states where electric cars were cleaner than gas-powered ones, and it's driven in large part by a precipitous drop in coal use. While the U.S. is projected to be one of the biggest drivers of the electric vehicle revolution, China and the European nation, sorry, European Union, will also be major players. By 2025, Bloomberg NEF's projections show that China will be the biggest buyer of electric vehicles in the world, a trend that continues through 2040. This means how China's energy mix develops will be one of the most important factors to determining how climate-friendly all the new electric vehicles on the road will be. End of article. Thank you, Scott Johnson, for being a part of the many voices of the Electrification Nation. Check out him and his company, Todd Hollow Photography. We should have that stuff linked up on our website pretty soon probably our resource page or somewhere along the lines of this podcast or the previous podcast where he actually wrote the article to actually check that that's that's his website there check him out he is part of the electrification nation doing us a solid here reading a, a good article the thing is right now the reason why i'm saying this is a good article is because it's true the, the revolution is coming. Now, is it going to come before 2019? Because I believe 2019 is the year of the electric car. Probably not. But this car really says it's coming by 2019. And it does talk about the, the huge number. That's 2014. That's the second number that the article um, kicks out there. And, you know, it's 2014 is a little bit far. If you do the math, if if you're 18 and you wait till 2040 for gas-powered cars to be banned, we're talking 41. You will be 41 years old by the time they can tell you that your gas-powered car can no longer be. By then, I do believe that there's there's going to be a lot of conversion companies. See the. The banning may not even need to happen. I mean, it might be because of 
the powerful industry that's out there, the oil industry, the auto industry, and munis- municipalities that gain tax revenue at the gas pump. Now, these are strong forces to contend with. But I believe that the movement is going to come from the people, me and you, the informed. Once you have a, your car in your driveway and, you know, your neighbor's outside cutting the grass, you're cutting your grass, and he comes over, he goes, hey, you know, that's, that's a nice Model 3 you have there. And you can say, oh, yeah, I mean, I mean it's great. Gets 200-plus miles. I haven't gone to a gas station. I don't need to go to a gas station. And it, it costs me next to nothing to maintain. And the guy's going to see, like, oh, well, you know, my car is at the shop. And you're like, uh, what's, in, what's your car at the shop for? Oh, I don't know. I backed into a, a parking spot, and the curb was higher than I thought. Caught the back end of my muffler, and... Throughout my whole exhaust system. And go <laughs> model X dude is like, wow. <laughs> Good thing I don't have an exhaust system on mine. You know? Random dude with random ICE neighbor will be like, really? So you'll never have to deal with what the fuck I'm dealing with now. And boom. It, it, it's going to be stories like that. It's going to be things like that. Friends of friends. Driving electric cars. People talking. It's going to be us, the electrification nation, that's going to make this move. And it's going to push, push the industry way before 2040. If you're 18 now and you listen to the podcast, I guarantee you, you will not be 41 before any municipality says gas-powered cars are banned. ICE engines are banned. I, I think it's going to come from us. I think there's going to be a conversion movement soon because mathematically it is impossible for industry to replace our mobile industry with ICE vehicles in a shorter period of time. I, I, I think what it is is uh, there's going to be the cost of battery is going to become cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. They're going to have many different ways to produce batteries, not just um, lithium ion or whatever they're using now I, I hear there's graphene out there and there's more graphene than there is anything else that can be used for batteries and it, it's just gonna they're gonna keep discovering and moving forward the technology is gonna keep getting better for batteries the vehicle technology is gonna get better it's gonna become easier for people to just for companies to just start up and make their own electric cars. The the auto industry, I believe, is going to realize what's going on, and, and they're going to shift gears, and they're going to go full-on electric car. These are things that I could see. This, this is what I see in the future for the electric car. It's not as far away as they say. I mean, the third number that they got in here is 2025 to 2030. And... This is Bloomberg's um, new energy finance. It's, it's like the future, it's the future of them taking over the market. Now, I do believe that Bloomberg's latest electric car report, and I haven't seen it, I believe they're gearing towards the industries, the new car industry, where 
the big movement is going to happen is in the used car industry. Where you're going to get a, a couple of people, a couple of these, you know, a couple of people that are mechanically inclined and they're going to know how to do it cheap and they're going to convert cars, just regular cars that they, that they get. It could be, I read a report from the 1990s where they were doing it with, they called them donor cars. Where they would take donor cars where someone would give you a car and they would gut it and make it into an electric car. But with the electric motors we have today and the lithium batteries that we have today, which are lighter and smaller, I mean, they, they do the same thing they did in the 1990s. And there's endless possibility here. I did an article, I did a show. Um, we'll probably try and find that and have that linked up when you look at this podcast in the, on the website. Check out the show notes. It'll be there, but I did that podcast of a company in New Mexico that started, and their thing is full conversion. They convert. So, you know, this article does not cover conversion, and the reason why I, I'm covering conversion is because whenever people talk about the time factor, and they, they talk about governments, and they talk about industry, and where this is all going to end up, they, they throw some weird numbers out there. I mean, 2025, 2030 isn't that bad. If you're 18 and we're talking 2025, 2030, we're, 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 talking, what, what, we're talking 25 to 30. You'll be 25 to 30 years old uh, before something like that could happen. And you, honestly, right now, with the price of cars, the brand new cars, because these articles cover new cars. I mean, they're making new cars all the time. And that's another thing that I like to get into. The way we sell cars is gonna change because it's a lot easier to make an electric car, believe it or not. There's less stuff that you have to put into an electric car. So it's a lot easier for companies, and Tesla's proof of this, to make cars on demand, to take pre-orders, and make only the cars that that the people want. So there'll be no longer this. Let's let's make X amount of cars, ship them around the world, and and try to have dealers sell them. I, I don't see that happening anymore. That that's going to be another change in the industry that's going to happen. So we got conversion, we got cars made to order, and once companies see that this is a better way to go instead of creating stock and trying to incentivize it, can't pronounce the word right now, but you guys know what I'm talking about. They're gonna sell these cars through commercial and dealership where they try to create stock. I mean, the story right now is right now that people are nervous and they got these crazy articles out there talking about Chevy Bolt, they stopped making Chevy Bolts. They closed down the factory that's making Chevy Bolts. And when I'm talking about Chevy Bolts, I'm talking about Chevy's, GM's, full electric, 200 mile car. They got Motor Trend Car of the Year last year. And it hasn't even, the, the sale of the car hasn't even opened up in all 50 states yet, as, as I believe. But that car is not going anywhere. There is a demand for the Bolt. There, there's not like thousands of Bolts sitting somewhere and nobody wants them. The company is, is possibly lollygagging the release of the car, getting it out to the dealerships, 
But I, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you right now that from what I see from the inner circle, from the electrification nation, and from social media, and from the people that I know that are excited about electric cars, the boat's not going anywhere. You know, they may have so they, they may have shut down that plant because they have a surplus of their number of vehicles because they're not selling electric cars like Tesla is. What they're doing is they're letting, they're pushing the manufacturing button and the factory is creating cars at an X amount. And if they had a certain number of cars that they wanted to produce by a certain date and they didn't overproduce, they just made more cars than they're willing to ship out to these dealerships because they're, they're on a dealership schedule. They're only sending dealerships, you know, that they want to send electric cars to. They're targeting markets and they're releasing these. They're not doing it like they do their regular Chevy Impala where they make a billion of them and they ship them to all the dealerships everywhere. They're, they're handling the electric car a little bit different. They're, they're claiming that as of right now, it costs them more to make than it is to sell. They're just selling it at a loss. I don't believe that either. As easy as it is to, to make an electric car, I mean, if they have to do crazy stuff in their manufacturing, you know, they have to alter their manufacturing to create these cars, then I can see a greater cost there as far as time loss. But when you have it set up to go and that's all you're making is an electric car, there should not be, an electric car should never be more expensive to make than an ICE vehicle because it just doesn't make sense. The number of parts that goes into an ICE and the number of parts that goes into an EV is like the, it's, it's like the numbers are, it's much higher for an ICE vehicle. Sorry, I don't have the exact numbers, but you guys can use your imagination and see that uh, even the electric engine has thousands of parts in it. That's just one part of the vehicle. And then you got an exhaust system. Then you have a cooling system for the engine. And you know, the, the batteries do have a cooling system. Now I won't take that away from the battery, but I'm telling you right now, it, it should never be harder to make an electric car versus its ICE counterpart. So whenever you hear that from a company, I do believe that they're blowing smoke up your ass. And you can quote me on that one because it's just what I believe. It's a lot, in my mind, it's a lot easier to make an electric car. So, you know, you, you take those factors and conversion factor. I kind of lost my train of thought here. But what? But, but I'm, I'm going to tell you the thought that's on my mind right now. These years of uh, uh, this forecast of the electric car is, is going to change. It's looking good right now. I mean, the economy for electric car is looking good. The people are more receptive to electric cars now. They're out there. I see them everywhere. I even saw, for the first time, I saw three BMW i3s out there. And to me, that's probably, you know, that's not one of the better electric cars. So it's the, the, sim, the symbol makes it, you know, the symbol itself is what makes that car beautiful. Don't like the skinny tires, even though um, I believe it was Christopher Fletcher told me that the skinny tires might be something beneficial to the car, especially in the winter, you know, getting through, well, going through what we go through up here. 
But for whatever reason, you know, I, I never drove one. Christopher Fletcher actually test drove one. And, um, you know, Christopher Fletcher has a high taste in vehicles. So, you know, he, he gets into that car and because it's BMW, he's probably expecting, you know, a $100,000 value out of a $35,000 value car. So, I mean, um, you know, his, his, his criticism of the car is gonna be a lot harsher than a lot of other people because, you know, he, he does, if anyone looks for value, is that guy. So, you know, maybe that's the show one day where I interview um, our producer for, you know, his, his test drive of the BMW. I mean, he tells me about it. Very interesting story. You know, it's, <laughs> you, you guys will hear it someday, trust me, you will. That's gonna be a show. So, uh, great article read here. Thank you, Scott Johnson. Um, this is uh, NBC, you know, NBC Mac. NBC is the mainstream media here in the United States. I don't know if they're around the world or anything, but you know, it's, it's nice to see mainstream media picking up on electrification news. You know, it's always nice to see that. Um, the only mainstream media that I've seen other than this one right here, NBC News, is USA Today, our you know our newspaper here in the United States. I'm pretty sure that mainstream media in China is covering a lot of electrification because you know it's it's rampant in China. China is moving in the right direction when it comes to electrification, you know, and that's what it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this show right here i'm going to enter this gratitude section this is our friday show but it might be released on a saturday we had uh technical difficulties yesterday well actually for our thursday show but we're going to get back into the swing of things here three days a week we're going to get these podcasts out i'm excited about all the electric um vacation news that's happening out there there's a political spectrum that's hitting a lot of people's minds when it comes to electrification. But I believe this 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 time around, if it is something that is gonna take a political challenge here in the United States, I do believe that the movement and the people behind electric cars right now is a lot stronger than it was in the 90s. And you know, I, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for this show. When we first started our electric car podcast, we didn't see any of them out there. You know, maybe there was one, maybe there was two, but we didn't see any. That's why we niched up and we started this and we've been enjoying it ever since. Year in, 200 plus podcasts. Wouldn't happen without you guys. You, you guys are, are hitting us up on social media, Facebook, Pinterest, and Twitter. Numbers are pushing our, our website. I mean... It's funny because this is a podcast and it takes a lot to get people to go to your your website, but you guys must be doing it because we're getting huge numbers on our RSS feed and they're growing. You know, in the summertime, they, they sort of stay steady, but they're still growing. They're still growing. It was like last year we had this, and during the summer, it was stagnant growing just a little bit and then right after summer it, it peaked it spiked it was spiking before the summer so we understand summer does this thing where a lot of people aren't podcasting in the summer um there's a lot of vacationing there's a lot of stuff where people are not in a situation where they can have ear like earphones in their ears you know 
This is a plug right here for AirPods. They're awesome. I just got some. We're not affiliated with Apple or AirPods, but I'm gonna tell you right now, I, I love mine. I bought mine and bought, you know, I, I bought them from Facebook Market, believe it or not, from a guy I met at Starbucks. You know, it, it seemed like a, a back alley deal, but I, I'm, I'm in love with them. They're, they're great and they're great for listening to podcasts. You can have one in listening to the electric car superstar while charging the other. In case I ramble on like I am now and I eat up all your battery, you switch up to your other, to the other ear and continue listening to the podcast. So yeah, I'm, I'm, right now I'm, I'm thankful for these AirPods. <laughs> thankful for thankful for you guys. You made it to this far. I'm 19 minutes in. I don't know how long the read is. I did do an intro for the show. Chris is going to have that all spiked up. Um, I'm hoping you guys enjoy the beat behind my voice right now. You know, you guys get that if you subscribe. To, you go out to Patreon and contribute to the show. And when we talk about contribute, we're not talking huge amount of dollars. I mean, we're, we're saying 99 cents. We have enough listeners. <laughs> Trust me. That if each one of you did 99 cents on Patreon, that, that would be a that drastic change on our end. So, you know, look into that, see what you can do, because we're, we love, we want drastic change, we, we envision it, we're looking out into our future, saying, seeing a lot of great things coming out of this. Podcasting is, is also a movement, there's a lot of it going on right now. I, I, I listen to a few. I could, you know, plug one right now. It's that's uh, Pat Flynn. Uh, what's this podcast name? <laughs> I'm telling you, I listen to it. And I, I got to think of the name. It's uh, Passive Income. Yeah, he, he just did a whole thing on podcasting where he's, he's teaching people how to do podcasting. We jumped in it on our own and, you know, we made strides. So, you know, podcasting is growing. People are getting in it. You don't need a billion people to listen to your podcast. We have a lot, and we're appreciative of that. But, you know, we, we're looking more. We're looking for contributions now. We're looking for Patreon subscribers, and we're looking for that 99 cents a show. And, you know, that's, that's going to help us get to the next level. The next level is where we need to be. You know, we're doing more for the show, and we're, we're doing, you know, we're spending more time with this. Right now, we got, we got golden handcuffs. We got a great, we both have great jobs, work hard every day. Um, we work hard, you know, working for the man. We're not ashamed of that. It's what we do. We've been doing it for a very long time. It's what we do, what, what, how we provide a living for our families. But this podcasting thing is, is what we want to do. I want to I wanna do my tax, my tax return, and I want to look at my counter right in the eye and when she says what you want to put on your on your tax return here I'm, I want to say hey podcaster business owner entrepreneur that's what we want to do that's what we're looking for because Christopher Fletcher is going to be the, you know he wants to put down producer he probably does that already you know I haven't gotten to that stage yet but he's the man and I am the electric car superstar you guys out there listening to the show contributing to the show growing the show Party Electrification Nation, including Scott Johnson. Thank you for reading this article. The sweet beat behind my voice is Affleck Beats, sole sponsor of the show right now. And the man making me sound great, and Scott Johnson, and the beats behind my voice, playing podcast producer, Christopher Fletcher. And we are out.